Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. So I want to talk to you a little bit about chakras. And uh, there is a very interesting mystery about what chakras actually mean. Um, But before I get into that, I want to explain something to you in general about electromagnetism. So, as you may or or may not know, uh, I am the, uh, of course, owner of the Warren Institute for Paranormal Studies, and I have uh, taught various classes in person over the years, but I I also have an online course, and uh, you can learn more about that online course at joshuapwarren.com if you go to my curiosity shop. Well, here is what you need to understand if you're going to get into electromagnetism. Because I got to tell you, there are a lot of people out there who call themselves paranormal investigators and they're running around with EMF meters, electromagnetic field meters, and yet they don't even understand exactly what an electromagnetic field is. And so it's really important to me to point this out. Um, you probably realize when you were a kid, if you take a plastic comb and you run it through your hair a few times, especially maybe in the winter time when the humidity is low, it, it crackles and it, and it builds up an electrostatic charge. And you can have little pieces of paper or tissue and hold that comb down next to those things and they jump to it they're attracted to it you can even have a thin stream of water coming from a faucet and if you hold the comb near the stream then the faucet water will bend and uh, I won't get into all the details about you know why this happens but ultimately what you're doing is you're imbalancing things because the whole world around you is composed of particles that are trying to be balanced and when you rub one thing against something else that's dissimilar it creates uh, an overage of imbalanced particles and that is what makes these magical effects happen because uh, you have something like the comb that is gaining electrons when you rub it through your hair and so it's now imbalanced and so other things stick to it because everything's trying to balance and a little piece of paper is trying to balance that and the stream of water is trying to balance that that's ultimately what we call an electrostatic charge and that means that it's a field of energy that's standing still that's why we call it static static means it's not moving so an electrostatic charge is standing still so if you have an oscilloscope which is an instrument that shows you in some way what fields are around it well the typical face of an oscilloscope 
that has a little like a little glass panel there it is the device that can have either a straight line or a squiggly line so if you take your comb your plastic comb and you run it through your hair and you hold it next to the oscilloscope you're going to get a a squiggle as soon as you do that but then it's going to be a flat line if you just hold the comb still but if you start jiggling that comb back and forth well now you're going to see the squiggles and if you jiggle that comb back and forth one time per second well you're going to get a squiggle one time per second and if you jiggle it five times per second and i'm not sure i guess a human could do that you'd have to have a really flexible wrist you're going to get five squiggles per second and that's what we call frequency that's what we call hertz so if you take an electrostatic field and you move it back and forth then it transforms from an electrostatic field to an electromagnetic field and that means it's now not static anymore it's moving and that's what it means when you see something that's moving at 5 hertz or 10 hertz or whatever it means that every second that this electrostatic field is now jiggling five times ten times per second now what's mind-boggling is that we have all these frequencies that we play around with that are traveling at uh, billions of times per second back and forth that are jiggling that fast and and, and you know that's why we uh, use cell phones and radio waves and that kind of thing that are um, getting into gigahertz and you know megahertz and gigahertz and, all. and you, you can look all that up on your own to see what a megahertz is and what a gigahertz is but all all it's really talking about is the rate at which an electrostatic field is jiggling vibrating so frequency is a direct measurement of how many times an electrostatic field is 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 jiggling to then become an electromagnetic field um now if you want to get deeper into what the relationship is between uh, electricity and magnetism well boy that's a whole that's a whole field of study okay that's why you should take my online paranormal investigation course so frequency is a matter of the rate at which things are vibrating now we have another measurement which is about how big the whole operation is how big the whole field is how big the entire wave is and this gets into the electromagnetic spectrum so some waves out there are giant so imagine you had a comb that you were jiggling 
that's the size of a building. Well, that is what we would call a radio wave. They're big, gigantic waves. And they're so big that they can pass around a lot of objects. They can pass around trees and maybe other buildings and boulders and things like that. And that's why a radio wave can travel a long way because it's able to go up and down, so to speak, because it's just so big it doesn't get impeded by little obstacles that are in the way. Now, if, on the other hand, the wave that you're producing is a little bit smaller, then, let's say like the size of a human, it's, at that point, it's still a radio wave, but it's a a high-end radio wave, meaning that it's at a smaller level. So, on the low end of the size, which I know this is a bit confusing, but the low end is the big stuff, the radio waves. But it gets higher, as we say, because the wave gets smaller until if you get to the point where the waves are about the size of an insect, we'll say a bumblebee, well, then it becomes a microwave. And when the wave is smaller than a radio wave but about the size of a, of a bumblebee then it becomes a microwave now that just so happens to be the right size for that wave to interact with physical matter and that's why you have a microwave oven and you can put a potato in there or a cheeseburger or whatever and it it's just at the right frequency to be able to interact with the physical matter and so what happens is you have friction and that friction heats the thing up so that's why your baked potato heats up when you put it in the microwave because the microwaves are just the right size to interact with the potato and cause friction and friction produces heat and that heats up your baked potato now you get a little bit smaller than that you get about the size of um like uh, subatomic well i don't know maybe maybe like atomic particles or something like that and uh then you get into the infrared which is smaller than a microwave and then it gets a little smaller and it gets around the size of um like amoebas and euglenas and stuff like that and then that's the visible range okay so i should i should not have said subatomic because i'm i'm jumping the gun here but basically it gets a little smaller and it gets into the 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 size of like a little microorganism and that is the range that we call visible light uh, now, things that are lower than visible light go from radio to microwave to infrared. And then you get into to the visible light, and infrared 
switches from infrared over into red. And then you go through Roy G. Biv, which is what you might have been taught in school. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. And then on the other side of violet, you have ultraviolet. Now these things are so small that we're, we're, we're really getting into some very, very small wavelengths. And when you see something like a black light, that's a very, very tiny size that you're looking at. And then you get smaller than that and you get into x-rays, okay? When you get into x-rays, oh boy, now we're talking about particles that are so small, waves that are so small that they can pass through a lot of material and that's why you x-ray something and you're able to see right through it except for the most dense things and then from there from x-ray you move into the gamma rays and the gamma rays they are so small they're like penetrating little pinpoints that can go right into cells and just tear them apart and that's why somebody like uh, well the Incredible Hulk supposedly exists right it's because it goes into the cells and it starts tearing the cells apart and you get mutations when these cells reproduce and so just to again recap all this we start on the big end, the radio end, where these are building-sized waves. And then they get smaller, like down to the size of an insect, and they get to microwaves. And then they get into the infrared, which is just outside of what you can see. And then we go from the infrared to the red, and then it goes through this little spectrum that you can see that we call visible light red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, and then it gets so small that now we move from violet into ultraviolet. And from there we start getting into x-rays which pass through most substances. And then finally gamma rays which are so small that they get into Oh, such tiny spaces that they can destroy things they can rearrange things and so you get uh, cellular mutation so hopefully I've clarified that so this is what you ought to understand about the electromagnetic spectrum that it starts with an electrostatic field and then that field jiggles and then the jiggles create an electromagnetic wave and the size of the wave determines how the wave is interpreted and there's only one little sliver of this that we call visible light that we are able to actually see now that said the chakra is supposed to be a representation 
of how your body is producing or uh, interacting with these different levels of energy. If you look up the uh, definition of chakra on Wikipedia, it says chakra are focal points in the subtle body used in a variety of meditation techniques in the esoteric traditions and used in new age medicine and psychology they are treated as focal points or psychic notes in the subtle body of the practitioner the concept of the chakras is an integral part of uh, kundalini yoga but not all systems of the chakras rely on kundalini blah 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 so i'm looking right now at a card that supposedly shows you the chakras so according to i guess the eastern tradition the lowest vibration what they call the base vibration is right around your groin and that would kind of make sense if you want to look at people as being part animal and we all know that we are part animal and so the groin chakra the base chakra is the lowest vibration it's red and then from there we go up to the solar plexus which is kind of below your rib cage and that's yellow and then they say that you go up toward the heart and it's green and then the throat is blue and then the third eye which we all know is right between your two normal eyes is indigo or purple and then at the very top of your head is the crown chakra which is violet so the idea here is that your animal self exists in your groin i don't think anybody could uh, have a problem understanding why, why why that might be but then you move from the groin up through the body and then you reach the crown of the head which is the highest vibration or at least the potential highest vibration and that's what chakra practitioners are talking about now I don't know whether or not this is true but it does make sense to me it makes sense that we are part animal and we are part spiritual um, in my book use the force I talked about this as the Wookiee like part of you and so you could say well hey uh, ancient aliens came and took uh, primates here and interjected their DNA and humans are the product of that that we are the combination of the lower vibration and the higher vibration 
which understands spiritual activity and that's why uh, human life is, is such a conundrum because we're, we're trying to figure out uh, which direction to go do we go in the animal direction or do we go in the spiritual direction well obviously the ultimate goal is for all of us to go to the spiritual direction but that's not what we are seeing these days uh, we we see clearly a lot of people they choose to go the other way they go down into the lower levels and that's why you have crazy serial killers and stuff like that and so the idea is that we want to attain the higher chakra frequency and also when you're applying this to health the idea is that maybe there are certain things you can incorporate into your life that will make you a healthier person because sometimes your chakras are out of whack and maybe you need to get them back in whack and so it's funny to me when you take like the plastic comb and you jiggle it next to the oscilloscope yeah you see that particular you know wavelength but if you take a crystal or you take something else that's electric or electronic and you put it in there it's going to change the way that jiggle looks on the oscilloscope so I don't know of any good uh, solid airtight research that's been done uh, to demonstrate that one part of your body is vibrating at a different rate than another part I'm not saying it's not out there, but uh, I just you know haven't seen it. But I really think that it's probably true. That you can choose to dig into the lower vibration of your body, the animal side, or you can choose to go toward the higher end, which is the more spiritual side. And there may be ways to adjust or readjust what part of your body is out of whack in order to create a completely balanced human body and that is what I think chakras are all about and it's very interesting because when you do see the aura and I am one of these people who has trained myself to see the aura and everybody who attends my event in Las Vegas next month is going to learn how to see the aura. Um, when you see the aura, you do have the ability to look at a person and very quickly see the colors around them. And if you look at a person who has one color, you can say, well, I don't think I like this person. And you see another color and you say, wow, this is a cool person. And I know it is. It's almost like some kind of superpower. Um, but when you learn how to see the aura properly, what you are able to do is, first off, realize that the human body extends far beyond its physical form. And then next, 
you're able to see that the way that looks to you from what you can perceive with your eyes can tell you something about the vibration that that person is at is this a lower vibratory person is it higher um, again we are only capable with our eyes of seeing a uh, certain sliver but if you look at a person and you have trained yourself to see the aura then you know right off the bat and sometimes I don't think it's optical sometimes I think it's uh, a mental vision but when you can see the aura you'll be able to tell right off the bat whether or not this is a person who is somebody you want to be around or not and you can also look at the wavelengths around that person and see if there are certain parts of the person that maybe need a little bit of work um, that's because we are all integrated into this electromagnetic system so I think that's um, maybe a quote-unquote scientific view of what the chakras are all about and um, I've been thinking a lot about this because you know when I was a kid I started seeing colors around people and my mom took me to the eye doctor you know my mom's been always very uh, caring about her kids <laughs> and she took me to the eye doctor and she said he's seeing these weird things around people and the eye doctor did all these tests on my eyes and he said his eyes look normal to me and that's a true story so some people can see the aura and they can also turn it on or off and I'm one of those people I can turn that on or off some people can't so if you've never seen the aura though I think that you can be trained to see the aura pretty easily if that's what you want to do but it's it, it's just another layer of the human body and that's why when I do events sometimes and I break out something like the Trifield natural EM meter I can show that you have an electromagnetic field around your body that extends way beyond your physical body you are not just what you appear to be um, and someday this will be common knowledge someday this will be common scientific knowledge probably pretty soon I would say you don't end at your physical body at your hair at your fingernails no your body extends far beyond that and we do have technology that can sense it we have technology that can see it and people have been able to see it for thousands of years so that's what I think the chakras are all about and adjusting the chakras well that's a different story you know you have to have people who understand how to take something that's not on the right vibration and bring it back to the vibration that it's supposed to be so next month at my event in Vegas we're going to dig into that among many other things uh, fascinating I love this stuff I love it 
So anyway, that's what's on my mind today. Um, this podcast is called Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always free. And it's always short. If you go to joshuapwarren.com, you'll learn about my event in Vegas. And if you click the link to the Curiosity Shop, you'll learn about all the cool, unique things that I have there as well. And if you click the link to the podcast, well, you can subscribe through various means or just follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. And I will tweet when a new one is available. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for staying curious, and I will talk to you again soon.